All right. Thanks for joining us today on Packaging Unboxed. My name is Zoli Matos. We've got Dave Hopkins here from Print Design Academy, um, the Quickie Podcast, Colorbot Challenge. Um, I mean, this guy's all over the place. We're going to talk <laughs> about printing, um, production, setup, you know, file setup. We're going to talk about um, just all the different things that you need to know about setting up your files for print. We're going to go through the six different steps of print production. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go through so much information. You're going to want to sit down. You're going to take some notes and you're going to definitely want to connect with Dave after the show. So check out the show notes for links to his information so that you can connect with him on LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere. And you get to see him in a Leo's heart. <laughs> Love, right. Love so it. Let's get started. Uh, all right. So we got, um, so packaging a box. My name is Zoli Matos. We've got Dave Hopkins from Quickie Podcast, from the Print Design Academy, from the Color Bar Challenge, pretty much from everything, man. Dave. <laughs> from a few, couple of things. Yeah, you're you're like all over the place, dude. So how's it going, man? It's going fantastic, man. I just love connecting with you and chatting packaging and print and getting into all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah, dude. It's been um, so just a little history, man. I think uh, what you reached out to me probably like four years ago. I was, yeah. uh, I was head of packaging over at um, a company called Cricket, and you're like, hey, I want to have you on my podcast. And then the rest is history. That's it, man. Yeah, I had yeah. you on that show, and that was early days. You know, for the people listening now, you don't need to go back and find that episode. It probably wasn't my best work, but <laughs> it was my uh, best work. <laughs> it was, it was Valio. So for him, you should go listen to it. And uh, yeah, we just kind of kept connecting along the way and watching what your podcast and what you're working on developing into, and you know, connecting every now and then just to share, you know, our wins and fails and lessons learned and things yeah. like that. It's just it's cool to be growing alongside you. Thanks, man. And. Um, all right, dude. So you've got a ton of stuff, man. I want to get to a lot of the stuff that you're working on. You just had like, uh, you just had the color bar challenge, which yeah. yeah, the color bar challenge is cool. But what was really cool was seeing you in a leotard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a pretty saucy outfit for that for that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it was a ton of fun getting into character, and you know, just to, for a little bit of context on that, um, I used to be I used to do tons of musicals and plays and things. Like being an actor was like my young kid dream. <laughs> Um, who knows? Maybe we'll get there one day, but here we are. <laughs> and so when I do stuff like that, I really love the getting into character. So I grew this big mustache and had all <laughs> the right eighties workout gear. And, um, you know, my older daughters like to say it's my inner, my inner theater kid trying to come out <laughs> when we do stuff like this. Yeah. I enjoyed it, man. So tell me about the color challenge. I know we just wrapped it up and, um, yeah. like, what is it? What was it? And who should be interested in doing this for next year? For sure. I'll give you like sort of like the 10,000 foot view and umbrella uh, of what we got cooking. So my name is Dave. I'm the founder of Print Design Academy. This is where we teach graphic designers to be experts in print and packaging design, right from somebody who knows nothing about printer packaging, has always done online stuff, doesn't understand any sort of print terminology, types of print, paper stuff, none of that. And we walk them through all of those steps, what we call like six steps to print design mastery. So we have six different modules, blah, blah, blah. All right. So you talk about the six steps. Like what are the six steps? So we start with terminology. This is mm-hmm. paper terminology, file terminology, um, you know, types of print terminology, um, even technical terms, because you got to understand how to talk to your clients about print design, how to talk to your printers about print design. And that's sort of yeah. the first step for these pieces all starting to come together. The second is a deep dive into paper, understanding the different types of paper, mm-hmm. what makes, um, you know, how to select the right type of paper for the yeah. brand that you're working 
working with. Um, and when you'd use this paper or for that paper and just giving a couple of examples and scenarios there. The third one is that files module where we dive deep into both Illustrator, InDesign and how Photoshop works with the two of them. When you're getting into this print and packaging design setup world. Uh, fourth is working with printers, which includes how to find a, the right printer, how to sort of interview a printer to yeah. make sure they're the right fit for you. Um, best practices in connecting with those printers um, and why that relationship matters. The fifth step in module is proofing, deep diving into proofing the different types of proofs you can expect to come by pros and cons of each one, what to look for in each one, mm -hmm. and most importantly, how to avoid being caught with a costly reprint by, you know, catching yourself, you know, in a liability yeah. position. And then the sixth module is where all of that prior information comes together to really help you in your design business. And that's how to make more money in your career in design business using print and packaging design. So those are sort of like the six steps that we've put yeah. together um, that designers can go through to sort of master this stuff. But we have this mission of teaching graphic designers to create great print, whether they're going to work with us on the paid side and memberships and courses that we have, or on the free side, they're just not able to invest in that. We still want them to go out there and be able to create great print with confidence. So we put on a bunch of free events. We have our YouTube channel, a whole bunch of different ways that people can learn to design for print and packaging yeah. without ever having to sort of invest in us. And the color of our challenge that you talked about was one of those things. Um, so this is our third year running the color bar challenge. And it started with this idea of wanting to create this free event that just went over for five days. We teach them, you know, a specific part of print design. And this, you know, we focused in on the file setup design and export specifically for print. So we're talking bleed, we're talking proper layering and just getting that file organized. So if you were sending it into print, your printer would look at it and be like, I know exactly what's going on here. This is set up correctly. And so the first year we did it, we chose, oh, the color bar challenge. That's a fun name. And so we played off of that and made this fictional bar called the color bar where designers can go relax and have a drink at the end of the day. And so I think they designed like a menu for the color bar. Um, that was the first year. Then last year, it was the same kind of concept, the color bar, this fictional bar. But now you're designing a direct mail piece to launch the grand opening of this bar. Um, so this year, we wanted to really do it bigger and, and different. So we hired a videographer. We got a bunch of our friends together. We all dressed up in 80s gear. And we created a full 25-minute designer aerobics video. Yeah. And we made this fake company called Design Aerobics. And this video was our Pixel Pump. This is our <laughs> Pixel Pump VHS release. And all based around the core uh, idea of this challenge, which was getting graphic designers to design a VHS sleeve for the upcoming release of this aerobics video. Um, so had a lot of fun with costumes. But on the teaching side, this was the first year where we were talking and teaching about working with dye lines mm -hmm. um, because that just opened up a whole other world of questions for designers looking to get into this kind of stuff. That's awesome. So I think anybody that's listening would be interested in learning how do you make more money with print and packaging? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's one of our, one of our most, um, you know, I would say like I've, I've basically gone into a bunch of different Facebook groups and designer groups like all online. And that's one of the most requested topics that we yeah. dive into and talk about. And, um, you know, for those freelance designers out there for the just the side hustle design outside of your day job. Um, or if you got a full on studio, you know, how can you really take this packaging and print design world and, and make more money out of it? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tell a lot of the designers that I, that I'm familiar with, like freelancers, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll charge whatever thousands of dollars to design something, but then yeah. they hand that file over to the client and then they're out. So, yeah, so many missed opportunities right there. Yeah. Right. Cause like typically if you're trying to make money in print, it's like, okay, well yeah. now I'm going to manage this. I'm going to be your yeah. print broker. Right. Yeah. And then that's where you get reorders and you start getting that you know, mm-hmm. consistent, um, you know, ARR on, on some of the packaging. hundred percent. Yeah. Totally. You nailed it. Right. When you step out so early and you just hand the file over, yeah. I mean, some clients will be super confident with print and they'll be like, just hand me the file. I got my sources. I, I know right. what to do. I, they got it. And, and there's nothing you can do in that case. But the majority of people who are designing for print with you, like you're the designer, your clients, yeah. they don't know a lot about the print and packaging world. So if you, as that expert, take that on, between like sourcing printers, requesting a bunch of quotes, mm-hmm. helping them through proofing, all of those things. There's so many different steps and opportunities for you to make more money that way. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think, uh, you know, as I, early on in my career in, in, in print packaging, like I worked at a printer, I worked, you know, I, I mixed mm-hmm. the inks, I cut the paper, I did all that stuff, like just to learn yeah, the back yeah. end of it. Yep. And there were so many guys, men and women that their sole agency was as a print broker. Yeah. And they're making more money than the, than the design agencies designing the, <laughs> the work. Yeah. Just and I'd always go like, yeah, I was like, 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 what do you do? Like you, you're just, you're just here to do a press check on something you didn't design and you're not the yep. client. Like, how are you making money? Like, Oh, well I found you and I get a percentage and you know, I, there's all yep. these fees and I handle storage and distribution. And you're like, Oh, that sounds so boring, but you're making so much more money. <laughs> yeah, there's money there. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think designers don't find that sexy. It's not sexy, but money yeah, is sexy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. The whole process <laughs> sometimes can't be, but there's you know making more money. That's that's okay. And in some cases, yeah. you know, it's not a lot of extra work beyond just handing the file over right. that you would need to do to make that little bit of extra money on that project. So there's lots of opportunities. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think, you know, the other thing too is like you were, uh, you mentioned that you were just up at, um, uh, into the woods at that, mm-hmm. at that conference. Super yeah, jealous. Shout out to Lincoln Design Co. The awesome team put together a wicked event there. Yeah. I think every designer's jealous that so you get to hang out with, uh, you know, Lincoln Design and, um, a bunch of other guys that were there too that were pretty cool. The one thing, you know, you mentioned about in terms of getting your files ready for print mm-hmm. and, you know, layering it and exporting it for, for production. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one, one piece that's always confusing to designers is they assume that once they get their files ready for print, mm-hmm. that it's going on press, but there's a whole nother <laughs> process that happens after, right? So totally. you're not fully responsible for what, what hits paper, but you're, yeah. you're almost doing like 90% of the work up front to, to support the back end uh, of, yeah. of production to so like what, what happens there? And I guess how far do you take it? And then what gets picked up afterwards? Yeah. So, I mean, as a designer, you can really be as involved as your client will let you just obviously make sure you're compensated Mm -hmm. if you're heavily involved. Um, But you go from like, there's also that part before where you've got your paper aligned and you've got all, you know, your your quotes done, your quantities figured out, the the sizes are all figured out, all that kind of stuff with your printer. So when you're sending in your file for print, prepress's purpose is to really double check 
that everything in your file is A, set up correctly, and B, aligns with the quote and the job and sort of the work order that has landed on their desk, making sure the sizes are right, making sure that if it's supposed to print and process, that there isn't four extra Pantone colors in there some for some reason. Right. All of those things. And then if you've got specialty finishing, if you've got dye lines, speaking of packaging, right, they'll pull those elements out of that file, they'll get the dyes made, they'll get all the other bits and pieces made, and then they generate proofs from that file. And that's where you as the designer can walk through that proof with your client and sort of show them what they can expect. And this should look like this and blah, 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 and all that on the proof. Um, and then once you approve that proof, that's what the pressmen are looking at when you're like in the nitty gritty production side of things. You know, that's how that all comes together. Yeah. And once you hand those files off mm. on the print side, now, you know, you're, you're stepping it out, right? You're, deciding like how to set this up, how we're going to run it. And and there's so much stuff that happens on the back end, but as a designer, you're not, you don't, you don't, you don't dictate the production side of it, but no. Yeah. But you've got to prep the file. So at least when they get it, they know. Tired of managing vendors, suppliers, and distributors. Every time you need to order packaging, check out idpdirect.com. Not only are they the manufacturer of luxury brand packaging, IDP direct also manages their clients, global logistics, warehousing, and distributing their packaging all over the world. Get last mile services to your stores and manage inventory from your phone with IDP Direct's online ordering service. Want to learn more? Check out idpdirect.com today. Check out SpecRite, the number one platform for specification management. Not sure what board your box uses? Not sure how many colors or how much headspace your packaging requires? If you don't SpecRite, you'll guess wrong. SpecRite.com. What the hell you're talking about? Totally. Yeah. And there's a lot of things as you learn the print world more and more as a designer, you can start to you know get that information involved in your print design stuff even earlier. And the example that I'll use is, you know, there's standard folio large sheet sizes that things mm -hmm. are printed on. So if you design a piece that's just gigantic and ends up only fitting, you know, one up on this giant sheet, that's not going to be nearly as cost effective yeah. as working with some of the more standard sizes, you know, just for simplicity, like eight and a half by 11, like that's a nice size. There's paper <laughs> that's made for that to fit. Right. So you can work within those standard sizes to make a print piece be more cost effective. But on the other side of design, like if you do make a big sort of oversized design print piece that does only fit one or two up on a sheet that could usually get six or eight up, it's going to be more expensive. But man, it's going to be cool. Yeah. So, so there's always that, that balance, you know, and conversations to have with your, with your client. You know, do you want this to be big and cool and cost a little more? Or do you want it to fit more into the standard bubble and still be, you know, still be good? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, so where do you, where do people find inspiration for print? Right. Cause it's always about where do I get inspiration for design, but mm -hmm. where do you get inspiration for print? Man, there's so many different sources that we've come across, you know, the standards like the Pinterests and stuff mm -hmm. you see on Instagram, things like that. But print inspiration is all around you. Like there's people even listening to this right now, whether they're in their car, sitting at their desk, they will have print around them. Yeah. Maybe it's the instruction manual, you know, for your car in the glove box. Maybe you got a notepad. Maybe you got whatever you got around your desk. You have print near you. So what print is around you? What print have you hung on to? How many people listening to this still have their iPhone or iPad box, you know, from when they bought their new iPhone three or four years ago or whatever it is? You know, people hang on to and collect great print and packaging 
whether they're in that industry doing that stuff or not. Right. People have this thing and they, they know that when they hold something like an iPhone box or some really cool textured, cool newsletter or whatever it is, like this is different. This is special. This is, there's something unique about this. So, I mean, everybody has that kind of a little stash and that is where most of the print and inspiration comes from is yeah. great beer labels, great packaging you've got, great newsletters, <laughs> things that you've hung on to that you just can't bring yourself to get rid of because they look cool, feel cool, function cool in the die line or customer experience portion. Like all of those reasons are, you know, why people build these stashes. And that's where the, you can go to for inspiration. I know for me, like one place I love to go is uh, it's a website called, it's a magazine called Visionaire. Uh, it's oh, a fashion cool. magazine from, you know, like early 2000s. Nice. And like those guys challenge print. I mean, they're printing in nice. um, like, uh, what do you call those? The, the, the inks that interact with, with the, with UV light, not UV inks, but like when you oh, take it outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It's like, the, like the hyper color um, shirts. I know what you're saying. I, I just can't yep. think of the proper term right now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's like they, they printed an entire magazine out of this stuff and Wild. you flip through it inside your house and it's basically just blank. You take it outside and it's like full color images and text and like, <laughs> that's so awesome. Insane. And then they did like a magazine that was like six foot tall, you know, huge, huge wow. magazine for like Lady Gaga. And it's like, you know, life size Lady Gaga in this gigantic, and it's like a thousand bucks per issue or something like that. But, Ooh. but they're pushing print. Yeah. It's like print first design second. And yeah. you know, it's like that can make a huge difference for yeah. your, marketing for your brand for your product mm -hmm. if you do something different so it stands out on shelf but then also creates that interaction uh, interaction but, and experience yeah yeah 100 i think a lot of people out there are like i don't know we've heard this for years like okay print is dead right yeah. um dave you know dave carson came out with a book years and years ago it was uh the end of print and it's like you know where things are being digitized and um kind of just challenged that idea of the end of yeah. print but like is print dying or are we evolving here? Definitely evolving. Nowhere near dying. So uh, the way I like to explain this and is, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you had all these companies. If a company sold something, it created this catalog with all their prices and their item numbers and all that. And they printed, you know, thousand copies of this 200 page giant catalog that was you know, not so super user friendly. <laughs> Um, it was just giant brick. Like, where are people going to put that? What are they going to do with that? It, it didn't, it left a lot to the imagination. It was just yeah. cut out pictures of this is what these gloves look like. You know, so that's what everybody was doing 10 or 15 years ago because Dude, what else are you going to do? Uline is still doing that. They send oh my out gosh. Do you know how many Uline <laughs> catalogs I freaking get? So obviously yeah. somebody's still doing it and somebody's obviously making money on it or they wouldn't yeah. do it. But, Outside of Uline, no, <laughs> nobody's doing that anymore. Nobody's doing these big catalogs featuring all of their items. Mm -hmm. That's easy to put online That's yeah. e because you can update prices. You can update item numbers. You can update all of those things immediately on yeah. the fly with this digital version of it. But what they're doing instead is creating these beautiful lookbooks, big in photography, really nice papers, really nice finishing and binding, and sending it to their like a select portion of their database who they know are going to interact and buy with this piece. 
and they're creating this mood book so that when people mm. get it, they're like, they don't just flip through, oh, it's just another catalog. No, this is a beautiful piece that you will spend time with. You will keep on your shelf. You will look back to, you'll want to share it with others because it's so cool. It looks so great. It's got specialty finishing. It's got all these bits and pieces. That's where the market is shifting to these bespoke, beautiful pieces on like the offset commercial print side. And on the packaging side, that's just exploding. Yeah. Like there's, there's no end in sight for the growth in that. You think of how many food and beverage brands have been started up just in the last 12 months. All these new brands, they all need print and packaging design. They all need that stuff. They need labels. They need all that. Food manufacturing, cosmetics, all of, all of that stuff. Now, even in a world where brick and mortar doesn't exist and everything is just e-commerce, you know this value that if somebody, if you ship your product to somebody that's just kind of floating in some, you know, styrofoam popcorn in a box and it's just a bottle in a, yeah. in, in a box, there's not a whole lot to that experience. That's not a great customer experience. But if it arrives to somebody and it's, it's got a beautiful secondary packaging around it with specialty finishing and it opens really cool and there's a really nice label on the actual bottle inside and people have thought about that unboxing, that packaging experience for people, even in just e-commerce world where you can't see it on a store shelf, that experience of them opening that box and going, wow, this is great. Feel this. Look at this. They will still be showing their friends. They're more likely to share it on Instagram and social media. Like All of those reasons are why you still need to invest in packaging. You still need to do the right things in packaging. Um, so that's just continuing to grow, continuing to scale. So what are the, what are the trends that you're seeing in print today? Like what's different today from say 15 years ago, 15 years ago, man, people are not just doing cheap volume. People are doing, uh, this is sort of overall mm -hmm. overarching comment, whether it's commercial print and stationery and books or whether you're on the yeah. packaging side, people aren't just using standard materials with standard print. There's a lot more thought that goes into things in terms of beautiful materials, yeah. nicer papers, nicer textures, specialty finishing is, you know, making this kind of like sweet little resurgence where foil stamping is like coming back and we're seeing a lot more foil stamping. Um, there's new technology all the time on the digital print world that's becoming more and more capable to do these specialty finishing things mm -hmm. at a smaller scale. That's, you know, doesn't make your unit cost just absolutely yeah, obnoxious, right? So there's lots of, that's opening up doors for people to do cooler things in smaller quantities um, and do these, you know, special minimum order runs or these, you know, really unique, you know, limited edition runs, different things like that. So we're seeing a lot more of that versus the big standard, big runs on standard stuff. You know, I'm seeing a lot more posts about like Skodex and just, you know, different technologies out yeah. there that can do these things. I've yet to use any of that stuff. Right? Same, like I'm yeah, still, <laughs> you still yeah. haven't either? No, it's actually one of the things that we're trying to prioritize right now is yeah. connecting with OEMs and figuring out like there's a lot of new technology out there, especially on the digital side, mm -hmm. um, on what's possible in these, you know, short run yeah. in these, in this world of short run stuff. Um, so wanting to learn more about that and how that's done, so we can take that information from the manufacturers and teach designers at mass, like right. this is how to take advantage of this stuff. It's out there. It's cool because an OEM is going to printers and being like, Hey printers, look at this cool stuff. It can do, it can help you on the production side. 
And Prince's like, that's kind of cool. And maybe some of them will do some marketing to their clients about it. Maybe some won't. They'll hear about it every now and then. But if you teach designers at scale that this product is out there and available and it's awesome, well, then they can then go to different printers and start asking printers, hey, do you guys have Skodex? Mm-hmm. You know, going to these different areas um, and let the designers drive the innovation that printers are are taking under. That's 100% the thesis I'm operating under at the moment is like, how can you teach mm-hmm. designers what's happening out there, but not just what's happening, but how to incorporate it into your day to day? Yeah. Um, where, where does it make sense? Yeah, I've got, uh, I'm working on a conference. I'm working on a unboxed conference and, and, yeah. you know, trying to put that together within a larger, within a larger conference where you can actually go and visit like a Skodex machine and see it operating and go see I love like, it. I love you know, because you have to get, I think designers, you're in front of your computer, you're clicking away at your keyboard, mm-hmm. you've got your Pinterest, you've got your Pantone books. And beyond that, you're not really, a lot of designers aren't really pulling from anything else outside of like what's available on screen, but yeah, go. Go visit a printer, go, you know, go to a bindery place, see how the machines operate, see how stuff folds. Like being hands-on, it definitely changes the way that you design. Um, I guess like what's the feedback from your students? Like, you know, are once they're done with your program, are they coming back? And like, what, what do you see? What are you seeing is like the biggest takeaway for those guys? Yeah. I mean, they're not leaving. They're, they're mm-hmm. hanging around like, because the core offer that we have on the paid side of things is print design mastery. And that comes with those six steps, those six modules yep. that we were talking about earlier, but also a community that goes along with it. So you have a community of designers all learning print and packaging design together. They're doing the homework that's in our module workbooks. They're sharing the homework. There's feedback from that. So because it's a membership, they're hanging around. We're updating the course. We're adding new things. We're sharing more information. We go live in the community once a week. Um, maybe it's to teach print stuff. Maybe it's talking about the business side of, of design. Maybe it's, you know, talking about new technology that's out there and cool new finishing techniques and how you can use that in your business. So there's just this constant education and training yeah. and up leveling of designers who are with us. So when they join, they hang around, they're sticking around, they're being in the community, which is awesome to yeah, see. It's, awesome. And it's great to see the excitement um, about print. And that's what we, I mean, it really opened our eyes, um, not to pivot on you, Avelio, so feel free to pull me back when, if you need. But when we put on the Print Design Summit earlier this year in February mm-hmm. for the first time, you know, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what, we, we know designers love print, but to what degree? And we ended up with over 1,600 people registering for this free summit, print design summit to learn print and packaging design from these industry experts, from the speakers that we had. And that was just super reassuring to what we already thought and knew. Um, It was that there's a huge appetite out there for this understanding of print and packaging design, how to do it, how to take advantage of it, and this desire to want to create these awesome physical objects that go out into the world. That's way more satisfying than, hey, look, this Instagram post I designed got 50 likes. Like it's way cooler to hold it in your hand on a really cool piece of paper, put it up on your design shelf that you designed that thing, show your friends and family, all that kind of stuff. That's way more exciting. So with the summit, you had 1600 people that registered. You had Mm -hmm. a slew of uh, amazing speakers, you know, that came on and taught like a specific module uh, or something specific to them. When is the next one? Actually, I wrote down the dates right here in front of me. 
just to make sure I didn't mess that up if you asked that question. Uh, the next Print Design Summit is February 16th to 20th, 2024. Awesome. Um, you know, we took what we've learned from the first one and we're adding a bunch of cool stuff. We're changing the way that we did it a little bit. We're improving on it. Um, and so it's going to be even bigger than it was before. And it's going to feature a lot of really, really cool stuff, more print shop tours, uh, more stuff like that, yeah. um, where we can really give this full on, not only like, here's your you know, ex, here's your expert instructor teaching you and or giving you this case study on how they did this and why they did this and lessons from that. But now you can go watch a video of behind the scenes at the print shop. And these are the steps that it took to bring this piece to life. And I think that's going to be such a cool addition to that. And then when you're doing these like weekly lives, are you doing, uh, are you having print shops come in and like talk about the process or, or I guess? Yep. For anybody that's listening that is a printer, you know, has a, a print shop that would love to be a part of this, like how do they help? Yeah, I would say start the conversation with me with um, by hitting us up on email or on our Instagram. We're at printdesign underscore academy on Instagram. Info at printdesignacademy.com is our email. Um, you can contact us through the contact form on our website, printdesignacademy.com. Um, and you'll also see our courses and our free stuff there, our podcasts, our YouTube, all that kind of stuff that we have available. Um, so just reach out, start the conversation that way, and then we'll sort of shape it and see what we can, what we can do. And, you know, especially any, um, OEMs, you know, equipment manufacturers, like we've got an audience of graphic designers who are eager to learn print and packaging design. And I would love to start incorporating more and more sort of unique specific things from, you know, that certain manufacturers have yeah. as their things like Skodex, like you were talking about, um, you know, things like that. So definitely reach out to us that way as well. So then, uh, we've got, um, print design Academy in February, uh, color bar challenge just wrapped up. Yep. Is there, is there a winner on color bar challenge? Like, so it's funny this year, like previously it didn't, everybody was a winner of Elio. Everybody got <laughs> participation ribbons and everything. No, man. Um, <laughs> you know, so this year. You need one winner. Everybody else needs to be we destroyed. We incorporated like a voting <laughs> thing. Cause like it's, it's a tough balance that we ride of wanting to teach at scale. And the best way to do that is online, but we're teaching print and packaging. You've got to hold this yeah. stuff. you got to get it in your hands. So for this year's color bar challenge, everybody was designing a VHS sleeve for based on this whole story of design aerobics. Yeah. And the, we also now are in the voting stage. So once you're done your design, you submit it to this voting area of the community and it, people are voting with likes and the top five designs out of all of the ones that have been shared, the top five that get the most likes, we are actually going to print and die cut and like, get made into this like VHS sleeve, like a little yeah. sleeve like this um, of their artwork and send it out to them. So I think that'll just be a cool addition and really bring home that full experience that I was talking about where, yeah. you know, you've been designing this thing on a screen, you've seen it on the screen, but then you get to hold it in your hand and it's printed and it like that moment is so cool. Right. So my head goes to all right, the, the the VHS, the printed VHS tape is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want a VHS in there. And if I only did a VHS in there, <laughs> I know. Then I should get, you know, some of this content like 
on the VHS. I have nowhere to play it, but just knowing that it's there. Just knowing it's there. I I know. We actually (laughs) had this conversation of like, could we get like just 30 copies of our workout video onto a VHS somehow? And there is companies out there that's, that do that still. Um, but it was just a lot more money than the budget allowed. So definitely like a dream idea, yeah. but just didn't, didn't fit the reality this time, but I would love to do that. Uh, you know, what? it's funny. Um, I interviewed this designer in Milan. He's amazing designer. His name is Paolo Prosepio. Um, and super, super wild designer. Um, he had, he had to design, um, one of the one of his clients was like this punk band and they wanted to design a CD case. Cool. And the idea here was like, why am I designing a CD case? Who the hell listens to music on CDs anymore? Yeah. So what he did was like, you know, design the full case, the outer, the, you know, the imprint on the disc. And then with a saw, they cut all the discs in half nice. and then put them in, into the thing. It's like, it's an unplayable piece. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, nobody has anywhere to play a CD anyway. So the idea is that you're, you're basically just buying this for the experience and to tell your, your friends, you're like, dude, I bought this disc and it's cut. It's like super punk rock. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's like, but instead of, you know, actually putting the music on the discs, it's all, they're just blank. You know, we just saved some money, you know, doing that. But, um, it's kind of along the same lines, right? It's like the whole idea is like to have this physical sample. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, I would buy a, a VHS tape. Uh, from you guys, I think it'd be pretty totally. Rad. Yeah, that's the thing. We even had the idea of like, let's like because our design aerobics is really retro and cool, and the eighties is like eighties and early nineties are a thing right now, yeah. like coming back in style. A lot of cool like textures you see in a lot of design stuff. So the print world's kind of cool right now, and uh, we wanted to create full on merch with like fanny packs and like <laughs> different things with our logo on it. Just ran into the wall of time. But I mean, if people want to see the full workout video of Design Aerobics, it is up on YouTube. It's up Sweet. on our YouTube channel. So you can, 25 minutes, would love to see you working out to that thing. Yeah, merch and VHS tapes would be so rad to put. But what you're speaking to, and the great example that you just gave too about the CD, is that's nostalgia and yeah. also kind of the merger of design and like the fine art world where you're creating this really unique limited quantity thing that isn't really practical, right. but everybody wants, right? So it's this yep. cool little little spot to be in the world. And I mean, I don't know if you can see it on camera, but I've got pogs up here on the shelf. Remember those little milk cat <laughs> yeah, pogs? for sure. That was like my elementary school, like prime days. I love pogs. If we were to create, and maybe there's an idea already in Dude. the works, but if we're to create some custom pogs, yeah and incorporate some illustrators and incorporate some of these cool print things and find that little merger between the fine art illustration world, but also the nostalgia of Pogs and the print world, like all of those things come together. That would be an absolute jammer. So Ah, boom. There's some cool cool ideas in the world. Dude, that's that's awesome. All of a sudden now I'm like, dude, I need, I need some pogs. You want some pogs? Yeah. yeah. I need to create some pogs. Then when I finally get to see you, we're going to, uh, we're going to do a little slammer match or something. That's right. We'll we'll compete. (laughs) Dude, I like that. I got to find a pog printer. Uh, no, awesome, man. Dave, I appreciate you being on here. Um, you've, you've given us a ton of information. I think anybody that's out there, that's either if you're just getting started in your design career, Mm -hmm. jump on this program now because 
understanding the back end, the production side, the print side, is going to make you that much better of a designer. You're going to be, you're going to be that much more valuable, really, when you consider yeah. the people around you that aren't familiar with, with print, knowing yeah, the technology, no. knowing the process, right? Like 100%. that's key. Yeah. And I like to say that we kind of bridge the gap because even if you've gone to school, you've done the full four-year graphic yep. design degree, best case, you had one semester in year two that talked print production. Yep. There's no way you're going to graduate and have the confidence to go pursue print and packaging design. Let us help you fat, like teach you how to do it correctly rather than you going out there and making a whole bunch of costly mistakes and it taking you a few years to figure it out. Let us help you fast track that. And you know, that doesn't have to be in the paid side of things. Yeah, we've got courses and memberships where you can work closely with us and get that extra attention. But we've also got our YouTube channel. We've got our print design podcast. We've got color bar challenge. We've got print design summit. All of these things are free for you to attend, participate in and learn print and packaging design from. So definitely. Yeah, no, awesome. And then, you know, if you're halfway through your career, if you're at the back end of your career, join this too. It's not just for young designers. Like Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, if you're halfway through your career and you're like, well, what's happening in print again, it's another way to just catch up with what's happening, seeing like new technologies and then also being part of this community where you can maybe help some of the younger designers learn and then ask questions of people that are, you know, on the cutting edge of print. So yeah, definitely, definitely something awesome, dude. I appreciate it. Uh, something that's super needed. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's been great chatting print and packaging with you anytime, you know, I'm up for that.